Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. It's another edition of the Cover Your Assets KC podcast, a year-end checklist edition, a little something that we do each year here on the program, really kind of looking at, all right, what are the updated things you can be thinking about in this current year as we approach the end of the calendar? And so we're looking forward to doing that with David. He is the president and wealth advisor at KC Financial Advisors based in Overland Park. But no matter where you are, you can find David online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. David, how are you this week? Well, I'm doing pretty well. I know it sounds like I have a really bad cold, but I, I don't feel bad. You must have just been screaming at the TV, rooting for the Chiefs or something like that. I would imagine. Well, it could be. There was definitely some of that going on both uh, <laughs> in the last, I mean, frankly, all games so far. Yeah, yeah they've, they've been in some good ones this year, that's uh, for sure. Yeah, a couple of them a little closer and ended up on the wrong end of the score than you'd kind of hope, but you know, there's still a lot of season left and it's looking okay. So we'll see what we got. I know, um, so I haven't been on any trip since I feel sick, but I know you just got back from one. And, That's right. And something our, our listening friends don't know about is we've always referred to you as being from Raleigh, but most of them wouldn't have any idea that you have moved to Colorado That's in right. the last couple of months. So I, I waved I to everybody you as your we drove first through Colorado Kansas vacation. City. David, I, I gave a good wave to everybody as we passed by. <laughs> good. W- would have stopped in to say hello, but we had quite the uh, quite the adventure across the country of losing. Uh, we lost air conditioning in the twenty six foot moving truck. We had our two dogs with us, one of whom was in a was in a cone because he'd had just had surgery, and <laughs> oh, my. and we'd actually blown a tire in Columbia, Missouri, the night before, <laughs> and it was like I think instead of sightseeing, we need to just get there to the destination. So. Yep. This is an adventurous drive, but so you're now a Coloradoan. That's right. Yeah, I, apparently you can say it both ways: Coloradoan or a Coloradan. Coloradoan sounds more natural to me. Yeah, more syllables. You yeah. know, I think you should generally use more syllables when you can. So that's why I said it that way. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, we did a little vacation recently and went to the western part of the state to the town of Telluride, uh, one of the famous ski towns. Um, No skiing yet. We were there right before they had their first big uh, snowstorm blew through. We got out of there the day before the big snowstorm uh, came in. So we got to see the fall colors, and we've been getting into a little off-road driving while we're living uh, living out here. So that that was kind of fun. and. did our first over uh, our, our first like gravel mountain pass, like true mountain pass road? A <laughs> little scary, a little scary. I would think. <laughs> Connie was like, "What are we doing?" But then, you know, a few days later, you're like, "Man, that was really cool," and you forget how scary it was, and it makes you want to go do it again. So, it's funny the transition from "I'm never doing this again" to "I would do that again." It doesn't take but a few days for that to happen. Yeah, just a little bit of forgetting. And you're ready to get back on that That's course. Right. That's right. But yeah, I did that and some good hiking. So yeah, it was nice to get refreshed. And uh, I was even able to work one of the days while we were out there and do some remote work, which was nice. And took my, took a little mobile microphone and did an interview wow. or two. And, Fantastic. So, you even yeah. had a cell signal. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Uh, I thought the mountain internet wouldn't be so so sharp, but it was uh, it was really really good. So not what a bad a country. What yeah. a country. Amazing, isn't it? So if anybody's out in that direction, I definitely recommend go stay and uh, go stay and tell you ride. Check it out. You could easily spend a week there and explore the area. A lot of fun. You know, there's really not a bad time to visit Colorado. It's true. Uh, summers are awesome. You obviously saw the Aspens and fall is just terrific. And if you're a skier, winter's great. I'm not sure about spring. You get 
you can get surprised with a pretty big snowstorm. But man, our three seasons out of the year are pretty awesome. Yeah, we uh, got to experience a little bit of what the tail end of summer looks like. We moved here in August, and then uh, we've been in the midst of fall. So I'm, I can't wait for the first snowstorm. I'm really excited about that, David. So I'll, I'll have some good updates for you when that comes around. <laughs> we should take we should take bets on how I've been craving snow for so long. You know, being in uh, North Carolina my whole life, I've been you know geared up for some snow, and apparently they average about 50 inches a year in the in in the town where we are. So I'm interested to see what that actually then feels like and uh, is like to live yeah. in. So maybe we should take you're bets gonna... on how long it takes me to get sick of snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to get it in spades. I know that. So good luck with that. Yep. Well, I can't wait. Hopefully we get our first snow before the end of the year. And look at that segue into our year uh, end. Speaking of year yeah. end. Speaking of year end, almost like we planned it that way. Uh, David has drawn up for us uh, a really handy, nice, quick and easy list here. Four items that we need to check out, we need to be thinking about uh, before the end of the year. So we got a nice little checklist for you on today's show. Again, as I said in the open, we've done this in years past, various end-of-year checklist items, sometimes mostly focusing on taxes, uh, but sometimes focusing on other elements as well. And hey, you know, every year things change a little bit, and I know we've got kind of an update since we've had some rule changes and different things kicking in in the year 2022. So David, uh, give us some details here. What are these, uh, what's this checklist made up of? Yeah, so these are drawn specifically from um, from client questions that I've had over the last month. And I just thought, you know, these are four things that probably half or more of our listening group is wrestling with. So just thought I'd knock these out and hopefully they're helpful. So the first is, if you're still working, just make sure that you have maxed out your IRA if you don't have a 401k at work or maxed out your 401k or your 403b or whatever it is at your office or your Roth contributions if you're doing Roth instead of IRA. Now, you know, that's all pretty simple for people in their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s. But a change that came up uh, in the, just in the last couple of years is now, it used to be that once you started taking required distributions, you could no longer contribute to an IRA, even if you were working. And that's not the case anymore. So if you have a part-time job, you, uh, you still have to take your required distribution if you're over 72, but you can also contribute to a Roth or to an IRA, whichever makes the most tax sense for you. So, you know, back to the working public and the, and the 401ks, you're, if you haven't done over 20,500 bucks and you're under 50, well, then you still have time to increase those contributions. You just call HR. If you're over 50, you get that bump as to how much you can put in. That's $27,000. And early next year, we'll talk about there are some significant increases that, uh, to those limits uh, for next year, which we're not going to talk about today. But anyway, just make sure that you have, uh, that you have consciously made the decision that you're, that you're putting as much in as, you, as you're allowed to, and you don't come up to you know, the end of the year thinking, oh man, I wish I hadn't uh, forgotten that. So uh, that's, that's number one is just make sure that you've, you've maxed those contributions out. It's going to help you come tax time, except for any Roth contributions, which of course uh, you don't get to take a tax deduction on that. I've got a random question for you, David, and I don't know why I've never thought to ask this before. You've probably covered it, but maybe it just, it didn't sink in for whatever reason. Let's say that, you know, this year I'm not quite able to max out my contributions or, or actually let's look back at last year. Last year, I couldn't max contributions out this year. I'm in a position to do so, but I've even got a little bit extra it was maybe it was a good year. 
can you ever go back to a previous year and say, well, I didn't max it out that particular year, but now I have enough? Can you ever backtrack and add from a previous year? Or is that kind of against the rules? Yeah, you know, they don't allow that. But they what they do allow is even if you have, depending on your, your uh, income, even if you have a 401k at work, if you make under a certain amount of money, uh, you can also do, or your spouse could do an IRA. And so those are kind of worth checking out it's up to you know a couple hundred thousand dollars for a spousal IRA if if only one of you works got a good 401k at work but you can still do an IRA for the non-working spouse so there're a lot of little tricks like that uh but no once once the year closes uh you you actually could up until tax time so that's the one thing if if you don't get something done this year uh you could up until uh next April 15th, you could make your 2022 contribution. So that's the only, uh, that's the only loophole that I'm aware of. Gotcha. I, I guess I think of it in terms of like, sometimes you can have the, uh, the write-off type situations, right? Like you can go right back from previous years or there's lots of other little tax things you can do, but when it comes to these contributions, it's a little bit more, uh, stiff in terms of the rules. Exactly. So, and you know, the the rules have kind of been layered upon each other year after year and a little cleanup uh, by Congress would be nice, but that's very unlikely. So there are some, in fact, we're going to talk about them in in the next uh, little uh, checklist reminder, but there are a lot of crosswinds blowing as far as putting money into and getting money out of these retirement accounts. So um, you just want to make sure you don't run afoul of any of the rules. Well, speaking of rule changes, I believe there have been quite a few the last couple of years. They've been highly discussed at, uh, not only on this show, but in Congress, and it's another good year-end checklist item. You have added uh, number two on the list here, David, uh, those RMDs, those Required Minimum Distributions. What's different in 2022 with those? Mainly, I want to just remind, so we're just now going through all of our client list. Some of our clients take uh, money out of their IRAs on a monthly basis because they need it to patch together their living income. But we have a bunch who don't want or need money out of their IRAs. But after you're 72, you have to take them. Obviously, it's not obvious necessarily, but it used to be 70 and a half. Now the age is 72. There's a bill in Congress to bump that up to 73. But if you're 72 this year, you have to start taking your required distributions. And, and that's a percentage of the, uh, of the total. Whatever the total was last December 31st, it's a percentage of that total. What I want to make sure that people understand here is there's a little loophole for employer plans. Actually, two different things I want to discuss about uh, employer plans. I have a number of clients that have IRA rollovers, but they also have an old 401k from a company or two that they used to work for. So as you're taking your required distributions, if you have a couple of different IRA rollovers, you can add all of those up and take one distribution from any of those accounts you want. But if you have a couple of old 401ks that were never rolled into an IRA, you have to take your required distribution out of each of those accounts individually or else the IRS won't count it as a required distribution. And as we've discussed numerous times on this podcast, the penalty for not taking a required distribution is 50% of the money you were supposed to take out plus the taxes that you'd owe on that money. So the penalty is huge for goofing this up. 
And so the reason I bring it up is if you, again, the, the, if you've rolled some over and you haven't rolled others over, those required distributions must come out separately. There's also an exemption. If you still work for the company where your 401k is, as long as you don't earn more than own more than 5% of that company, then it doesn't matter how old you are. You don't ever have to take a required distribution out of that 401k as long as you continue to work at that company. So there are a lot of little rabbit trails we could take down there. But if you, so the distinction there is if you have, you're over 72, you have IRAs, you have to take required distributions out of those. But if you're still working at the employer, that 401k does not have to be withdrawn from. And then finally, along these lines, most of us would know that you don't have to take a distribution from a Roth IRA. There is no such thing at this point in time as a required minimum distribution from your Roth IRA. However, if you have an inherited Roth IRA, or an inherited IRA, you do have to take required distributions from those. And that 50% penalty for not taking those required distributions is very much intact for inherited IRAs as well as your own IRAs. So it gets a little complicated. If you have questions, do a, a thorough Google search, talk to your advisor, uh, talk to somebody about it, but make sure you don't um, neglect to take your required distribution before December 31st. And then the final thing I'd say on that is, it's really hard to wake up on the 30th and say, on December 31st, 30th and say, oh my gosh, I forgot. <laughs> because the mad scramble at year end uh, can leave stuff hanging out. So you just wanna make sure that you've done your required distribution kinda sorta before December 1st, and that way you know it's out of the way. This is uh, definitely not like the contributions where we can let it float a little bit to tax day to take advantage or uh, make action happen there. That's truly an end of year checklist item right there. Exactly. So, okay. All right. So we have max out contributions is number one on the end year checklist for 2022. Uh, take those RMDs as well. What's the third item we should uh, open up to discussion? So we've talked in the past about qualified charitable distributions, but so what that is, that's the, that's one of the very few ways I know of, of getting money out of your IRA tax free. So there are a couple of requirements here. You have to be over 70 and a half. So this is, they never moved the, the charitable, the qualified charitable distribution age up to 72. They left it at 70 and a half, 70 and a half. So you're, if you're at least 70 and a half, you make contributions to, let's say, your church or your university or whatever type of charitable institution you might give money to. You can give up to $100,000 out of your IRA and out of your spouse's IRA, another 100000 And that will go towards your required distribution if you give it to one of these um, charitable organizations. The only rule involved, well, it has to be done before December 31st, but it also has to go directly from the IRA custodian to that, to say your church or your, or your university. So it's a special form that we fill out for our clients. All of our clients' monies are, are held at TD Ameritrade, but Fidelity or Schwab does the exact same thing. And this has been around for, gosh, I don't know, four or five or six years. So they're all getting pretty good at it. 
But what happens is the money you send directly to your church, for instance, let's say that you give them five or 10 grand a year. The five or $10,000 goes directly to your church in a check from that custodian, Fidelity, Schwab, TD Ameritrade. And it has your name on it, but it goes directly to them. And that's what qualifies it as a non-taxable distribution on your tax return. But it does go against the amount you have to take out as a required distribution. So if you're charitable, you don't need the, the required distribution money to live on. It's a fantastic way to get money out of your IRA and not get taxed on it. There you go. That's the QCDs. Uh, keep those in mind as you approach the end of the year. And if you need help with those items that we've talked about so far or anything else, uh, it's a great idea to reach out to David because he helps people navigate through these kinds of choices, decisions, and actions each and every day. 913-317-1414 is the number to call to reach him or go to coveryourassetskc.com. And we put all that contact information in the description of today's show for you as well. Right, let's talk about beneficiary forms. I see that is your fourth item on the list here. David, always should be checking in on those at least once a year, right? Just to make sure nothing crazy is going on. Yeah, and, and a lot of times there's no change to make. And if you have a very simple family situation, then maybe there's never a change to make. But if you don't, if you have beneficiaries that are stale, I've, I've had clients who have been divorced for years. And they find an account that still has their ex-spouse on their account. Now, I have clients that have ex-spouses on their account by design, but I have others that are go, oh my gosh, I never changed that. So it's just a really good idea to check those beneficiaries once a year. And year-end is a great time to have that on your checklist. There are reasons, you know, a new marriage, a recent divorce, maybe a death. So it's fairly common that as you get older, some of, some, one or some of your beneficiaries may have died. If there's a beneficiary dispute once you're gone, then usually that gets decided by a court. And it's super easy for you to decide it for yourself. You just have to make sure that what you put in writing in these beneficiary designations represents your current wishes. So I have clients that have lots of different accounts. And each one of them is going to have a beneficiary designation attached to it. It really doesn't matter what it says in your will, because if there's no beneficiary, then the state is going to take it up. It's going to run through probate, and the state has rules as to where these monies go to. So you don't want to go through, you don't want your heirs to have to go through probate. That takes six or nine months, four or five thousand dollars, and a big pain in the neck. And so that's just extra money that goes to some attorney somewhere. You can take care of most of your assets. You can get them to where you want them to go once you're not here anymore, as long as you have up-to-date beneficiary forms. So December's a great time to do that. I'd encourage everybody to, to make a really good list of the assets that you have and make sure those beneficiary designations are up-to-date. The things that might fall through the cracks would be uh, your bank accounts, your car, and your house. Other than that, you know, your insurance policies, your uh, retirement accounts, those are the things you might be more up to date on, but don't let things like bank accounts and cars and houses fall through the cracks either. 
Great points and helpful information there, David. Appreciate it as always. There it is, your end-of-year checklist, working backwards, beneficiary forms, looking at QCDs as an option, and then also the RMDs, those required minimum distributions, and then also max out those contributions if you have the ability to, to do that. Make sure you do that for this year as well. All of these things, good to kind of wrap up in your last couple of weeks of the year. Can't believe we're already saying that, David, but we truly are <laughs> right right around that time. I mean, still feels a little bit far from uh, from Christmas and New Year's, but before you know it, we really will be talking about just a few weeks at our disposal. So time to make the decisions on these kinds of things, get things buttoned up for 2022, and get yourself off to a good start into the new year next year. Uh, really appreciate all of your time, David. Thank you so much, and we'll have another great episode on tap next week. Yes, we will. Enjoy that first snowfall. Maybe it'll happen before we talk again. Perhaps. I did see some flurries maybe in the (laughs) forecast for uh, later tonight, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Sounds exciting. Better you than me. There you go. There you go. Thanks so much, David. We appreciate it, and thanks, everybody, for tuning into the show today. Hey, we're going to look forward to talking to you again next week. Come back and join us on Cover Your Assets, KC. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.